Hello and a warm welcome to join us on Search for Truth. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have another talk in our Hope for Humanity series and this time it's called Sacrificial Giving. Brian will uh, once more be looking into the Bible to discover the wonderful way in which God has expressed his love for us and for all mankind. If there's anything you want to ask at the end of this talk or any other, please write in. But now, let's hear from Brian. Thanks, John. Jim Dellingham Young and his wife Della are the subjects of a short story, The Gift of the Magi, written in 1906. Struggling to make ends meet in their one-room apartment, Jim and Della have only two prized possessions. In Jim's case, it's a pocket watch given to him by his father, and in Della's case, it's her long, beautiful hair. When Christmas comes, Jim and Della each have no money to buy even a simple gift for the other. Yet, longing to give something meaningful out of their great love for each other, each of them, without the other knowing, sacrifices the greatest treasure of the house. Della sells her hair to buy her husband a silver chain for his precious pocket watch. And Jim sells his pocket watch to buy Della pearl combs for her beautiful hair. Thus unfolds the gift of the Magi and the uneventful chronicle of two foolish children in a flat who most unwisely sacrifice for each other the greatest treasures of their house. But in a last word, the author continues and says, Let it be said that of all who give gifts, these two were the wisest. Jim and Della acted out the ultimate display of love, each for the sake of the other, surrendered the very thing which they themselves most wanted to hold on to. In the biblical Christian account of Christmas, heaven released its greatest treasure. God gave the greatest gift he could possibly give. God's gift of his Son into hands that would ultimately harm him surely represents the most sacrificial giving and becomes for us in return a striking invitation to sacrifice everything we have in order to possess it. Rather than the seasonal spend, 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 the Christian Christmas is really about giving. And I've recently been thinking in that connection about the life of Abraham, whose life story is given in some considerable detail in the Bible. Of course, the Bible draws our attention to him, perhaps primarily as being for us an example of faith. But I've been seeing more clearly than before that he's also a challenging example of what it means to be a great giver, a sacrificial giver, such as we've been thinking about already. And at its greatest, Abraham's giving seems to have more than a touch of irony about it. Because as you probably know very well, God asks him to give up his son, his one and only son, in whom all the promises God had already given to Abraham are invested. If Abraham should surrender his son in sacrificial giving back to God, by that very act, he would seemingly destroy all of God's revealed purpose for his life and so render it utterly meaningless. It's this catch-22 or no-win situation that has shades of our opening story of Jim and Della with their sacrificial giving. But before Abraham gives up his son, he's already given up many other cherished or valuable things. God seems to call on him to give up a whole series of things in the sense of surrendering them in order to deepen his spiritual life, his walk with God. For example, God asked him to give up all the comfort and security and even sophistication of life in the large city where he'd been brought up and which he called home. Then, 
years before God asked Abram to give up his son, he first asked him to give up his father. Then he yielded the well-watered plains of the Jordan River, which was in those days very desirable real estate. But he surrendered them in preference to his nephew Lot. Then after a tremendous victory over an eastern invasion, he gave up all the spoils of war. Then getting more up close and personal still, he gave up Hagar, the mother of his son Ishmael, as well as Ishmael himself, whom he once viewed as serving as his intended heir. Ultimately, of course, God asked him for the son of his old age, the miracle baby, the son of promise, his special one-of-a-kind son, whom he loved with all his heart. No doubt Abraham learnt a lot about himself, as well as about God, at each step of his journey through life with God. It's as if God seemed intent on narrowing this man's focus and deepening his trust in God and his word of promise. Abraham has a singular honour of being designated in the Bible the friend of God. Such an extreme honour is not reached easily. Abraham's character was gradually formed as we travel with him through these various episodes of his life. At first, his character weaknesses are exposed, weaknesses like cowardice and shrewdness, seen in terms of a calculated scheming by means of which he was careful to ensure his own safety at the risk of endangering those close to him. Early on, as he grew impatient with his wife's childlessness, he turned to his own resourcefulness, even if his overall game plan was God's. But as God faces him up repeatedly with choices, and Abraham successively bows and surrenders the things that he must surely have valued, God is shaping his friend's character as pleased him best. In giving, giving and giving, Abraham reflects the very character of a God who himself has shown us that he gives and gives. True Christianity is not what some have styled as easy believism, but as C.S. Lewis writes, the Christian way is different, both harder and easier. Christ says, give me all. I don't want so much of your time and so much of your money and so much of your work. I want you. No half measures are any good. I don't want to cut off a branch here and a branch there. I want to have the whole tree down. Hand over the whole natural self, all the desires which you think innocent, as well as the ones you think wicked, the whole outfit. I will give you a new self instead. I will give you myself. My own will shall become yours. The story of Christmas, the historical drama of the eternal God, God the Son, entering the human race, stunningly reminds us of this quality of giving in which God alone sets the gold standard. God gave his special, one-of-a-kind Son. Christ himself gave every step of the way which led him to the unlimited giving of the cross. This is nothing other than an invitation to respond. Reflecting again on the gifts of the Magi, the story with which we began today's programme, we recall how the popular Christmas poem and song says, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him, give my heart? Too often we focus on what we will get at Christmas. God's focus is on giving. What will you give this Christmas? What is God asking you to surrender? 
I like the way Juan Carlos Ortiz tells Jesus' story of the pearl of great price, which is found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13 and verse 44. A man sees this pearl and says to the merchant, I want this pearl. How much is it? The seller says, it's very expensive. How much, he asks? A lot. Well, do you think I could buy it? The man asks. Oh, yes, says the merchant. Everyone can buy it. But I thought you said it was very expensive. I did. Well, how much? Everything you have, says the seller. All right, I'll buy it. Okay, what do you have? The seller asks. Well, I have $10,000 in the bank. Good, $10,000 then. What else? That's all I have. Nothing more? Are you sure? Well, I have a few dollars more in my pocket. How much? Let's see. $100. That's mine too, says the seller. What else do you have? That's all, nothing else. Where do you live? asks the seller. In my house, yes, I own a home. The seller writes down, house. It's mine too, he says. But where do you expect me to sleep, the buyer asks. In my camper? Oh, you have a camper, do you? That too. What else? Wait a minute, the buyer says. Am I supposed to sleep in my car? Oh, you have a car. Yes, I own two of them. Well, they're mine also now. Look, the buyer says, you've taken my money, my house, my camper and my cars. Where's my family going to live? Oh, so you have a family? Yes, I have a wife and three kids, the seller says. They're mine now. Suddenly the seller exclaims, oh, I almost forgot. You yourself too. Everything becomes mine. Wife, children, house, money, cars and you too. Then he goes on. Now, listen. I will allow you to use all these things for the time being, but don't forget that they're all mine, just as you are, and whenever I need any of them, you must give them up, because I am now the owner. Abraham was prepared to give up everything, and God gave his all when he gave us Jesus. Now, in the terms of what we've just been hearing, as adapted from Jesus' very own story, it's our turn. Do you wish to save your life? for yourself, or do you wish to surrender it for Jesus' sake? What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. Have you given your heart to Jesus and received him as your Saviour?
missionary Jim Elliot said, "He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose." And our hymn that we just heard says, "Saviour, thy dying love thou gavest me, nor should I aught withhold, dear Lord, from thee. In love my soul would bow, my heart fulfil its vow. Some offering bring thee now, something for thee, all that I am and have, thy gifts so free." Enjoy in grief through life, O Lord, for Thee, and when Thy face I see, my ransomed soul shall be through all eternity something for Thee. You may find it helpful to send for the free booklet of this series of talks. If you'd like to receive one, make sure to let us have your postal address and ask for the title "Hope for Humanity." You can order by email or post, and I'm about to give you the contact details. So, if you pen and paper to hand. Uh, please make a note. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wotton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. And our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now you may be interested to know that you can listen again to many of these broadcasts off air by audio, podcast, MP3 versions. If you go to www.searchfortruth.com, dot podbean dot com, you can browse the list of previous talks, which has been categorised to assist you to find what you're looking for. Thanks again for the privilege of your company. Next week we have another talk in the Hope for Humanity series, so please join us if you can. Until then, very best wishes from Brian, David, our singers, and me, John. Goodbye, and may God richly bless you. <laughs>